You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Right now, we have a very special uh, speaker, our preacher. It's an honor and a privilege for me to introduce this man. You know, Ray really needs no introduction. He's been here for 10 years and he has been faithfully raising up worship teams. Amen? And so... Woohoo! There you go. He's been faithfully raising up uh, worship teams and I just really admire this guy uh, for his skill. But aside from the skill, I admire this guy for his heart. He has a heart of a worshiper and he has a heart of a, the Father's heart. He's raising up not only worship teams but disciples. Amen? And so we are so excited. <laughs> Would you help me welcome our preacher tonight, a servant of the Lord, uh, a brother, uh, in the Lord, Mr. Ray Lizardo. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, Pastor Rain. <laughs> wow. The, the introduction was just really so good. I, I feel like I, I don't want to go up on stage here anymore. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I'm Ray. And um, this is actually um, the service of Pastor Saul. It, it, this is what the service that he leads. And I, I uh, also... Uh, I am with him in this service. And more than that, okay na sa akin na hindi kayo maging excited sa akin, pero maging excited kayo para sa ating Panginoon. Okay? We are in the series of All and Nothing. Okay. All and Nothing. Ano ba ang ano? Our series objective for this preaching, okay, is after this, this series, we would like to understand, okay, who Jesus is and all that He has done for us. And we, so that we could also realize that nothing else is, uh, nothing else that uh, we, would did, we wouldn't need anything anymore except that Him, that who is to be the sufficiency for our lives. Okay, in short, Christ above all, nothing more, nothing Less. In fact, I'd like to give you a background of the first two weeks. The first week, we spoke about Paul encouraging okay, the Colossian church, okay, the people of Colossae, to be in knowledge of the perfect will of God. Okay, This is his prayer to the Colossian church. While, while on the second week, this was last week, we spoke about the supremacy of Christ. We said that Christ is not only prominent, but He is also preeminent. He is the image of the invisible God. He is the Lord of all creation. In short, we spoke last week, okay? We spoke about the fullness of Christ. Now, this week, what we're going to talk about is the fullness in Christ. Meaning to say the completeness in Christ or the sufficiency in Christ. I'd like to ask you, uh, have you experienced this? Naka-experienced ba kayo ng, uh, you went to a movie and then you were so engrossed. You were so engrossed. At tapos nung bandang huli, yung bida namatay. So, ikaw ngayon, dugong-dugo ang puso mo, pero yung nakapatay ng kalaban, yung ibang tao, I mean, yung ibang uh, character. So, there you are, duguan ang puso mo, pero namatay nga yung kalaban. So, eto na, nag na siya. 
and the acknowledgments just came right after. At ikaw ito, hirap na hirap ka sa pagtanggap na namatay si Superman. <laughs> okay? Umalis ka na ng sinihan, hindi mo na inubos yung popcorn mo. <laughs> but after that, nung wala ka na, you didn't know that right after the acknowledgement, may conclusion pala. <laughs> okay? Yung bato at buhangin, okay, ng libingan ng ating bida, gumalaw. Buhay pala si Superman! <laughs> <laughs> now, what am I trying to say here? Ikaw ito, you, you were there and you just went out to the movie house and you were like, you know, sulking because you did not have the complete truth or the story of all. And sometimes that's how we are in our lives. When we do not know and we don't have the truth in our hearts, it will be chaotic. It will be a disorder. We need the sufficiency of Christ in our lives. Okay, so are you ready? Are you ready, everybody? Okay, why don't we stand up and read our main text today? Our main text is from Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 to 15, okay? Now, if you have your Bibles with you, get it now. We're going to read it together, okay? If you don't have your Bibles, it's all right. I'm going to flash it here, but next time, okay, bring your Bible. It's for you also. It's for your spiritual health. Okay, I'm going to read from the ESV version, and we're going to read this together, okay? One, two, three. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it. Okay, that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in Him, uh, the deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in Him who is the head of all rule and authority. In Him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of, the cry of Christ, having been buried with Him in baptism, in which you were also raised with Him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised Him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with Him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This He set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in Him. Why don't we pray? Lord, we thank you today that you are here with us. God, Father, we pray, Holy Spirit, would you illuminate your word to us so that this word that is going to be preached is nothing, nothing that's only coming from human thoughts or human analysis, but let it be transformational, not only informational. Lord, be with us as your word is being spoken. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may now take your seats. 
Yan. Gaya kanina, no? we, uh, we mentioned about going out of the movie, tapos meron palang conclusion. Walang pinakaabihan, parang yung sinasabi ka ni, ano, eh, ni Francis. Eh. Pero ito naman, para kang pumunta sa isang burger restaurant, ang paborito, ang paborito mo, french fries. Tapos bumili ka ng napakarami, and bumili ka ng mga burger dito, salad dyan, etc., etc. Tapos nung ibinigay na lahat ng order mo, sinabi sa yung, Sir, wala ng french fries. Parang bitin-da-bitin ka, para hindi sufficient, di ba? <laughs> o kaya naman pumunta ka sa isang Filipino restaurant, tapos bumili ka na at umorder ka na ng crispy pata, ng lumpia, ano, tamang-tama, hapunan na, ano, <laughs> ng lumpia, ng fried chicken, pero ang talagang gustong-gusto mo doon is pagka hinahaluan mo ng chili sauce nila. Tapos nung dumating na lahat ng order mo, when all of the, 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 the viands came in and was placed on your table, biglang sabi mo sa, 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 sa attendant, sabi mo sa food attendant, Miss, pwede ba makahingi ng chili sauce? Ay, sir, wala na pong chili sauce. Bitin na bitin ka. And sometimes, this is also how we are pagka hindi tayo, our minds are not complete, our hearts are not complete and soaked up in the Word of God, in the truth. Ano po ba? Tama po ba? In short, the sufficiency in Christ is not with, with us. In short, we are not sufficient. We are not. You are not enough enough. Meaning to say, ikaw ay kulang-kulang. Okay. <laughs> it's just like saying, you're going to a party, Okay, you're going to a party, tapos na, ang dami mo nang kinausag, you were able to speak to your friends, to your old friends, to your cousins, to your uncles, to your aunties, pero ang hindi mo nakausag, you were not able to talk to the celebrator. It's just like celebrating a celebration without celebrating the celebrator. Oh, parang namang, hindi naman masyadong redundant dan yun, ano ba? <laughs> you know, but the whole... The whole truth about it is that you may deny okay, the fact that God is present in your life, but you cannot avoid the awareness that He is actually in everything that you do. He knows what you were doing at work. He knows what you did in the accounting in your laptop. And if you were a student, He knows, he knows what you did in school. He also knows if you only copied and pasted your assignments. He also knows what you posted on Facebook. And he also knows, alam niya rin, who you filtered in your Facebooks. But you can never filter the Lord. He always knows, and he is always there and present, seeing everything that we do. So, Let's go to the text. Let's read verse 8. And it says in here, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. So Paul was talking about uh, here about the deceit of the world. Now, when you say no, see, when, when Paul said See to it that no one takes you captive. What, what do we, we mean by this? The truth of the matter is this. Kahit anong gawin natin, whatever that we do, there's always a choice. There's always a desire. There's always a decision. Meaning to say, we are always 
captive of something. Because when we decide on something, when we, whenever we choose something, we go towards it and pursue and put all our lives going towards that way. Thereby, our lives, our minds, our hearts become captive of that. Now, the only question is this. It's not a question of if our hearts are being captive. The, only, the question here is, what are we captive of? And here, Paul says, be careful. Be careful. Don't be captive of philosophy. In fact, during that time, uh, there was so much ideology to the fact that they want to be spiritually convenient in what they do. Just to make things right, they, they somehow combine all the ideas from one religion to another. Actually, we spoke about this uh, last week. They tried to combine Judaism, uh, angel worship, and asceticism. Asceticism is yung, ano po to, you, you, they, they, they try to, to hurt themselves, their bodies, just to make themselves feel significant in the eyes of their God. And with all of these combined, this is what we call syncretism. Syncretism. And he, Paul also, okay, exhorted that don't be captive of the empty deceit of the world. What about the empty deceit of the world? I mean, you know, the, the world will really whisper to us a lot of things. First, it will start with an invitation. After that, it will, it, it will go with the desire. And then after the, the desire, it will become a need. I'll give you an example. Kumisan, no? I know this, this this story. There was this somebody who who's just so fond of uh, Apple prad, uh, products, and he meron siya no iPhone five, and he was using it. It was he was so happy using it. Lakad gain siya sa mall, and then as uh, as the person was uh, walking to the mall, nakita niya on the left side was a display of iPhone six S plus. Oh come on, I mean, there's nothing wrong about having these kind of gadgets, but the only thing is that let's be sure if uh, spending for these gadgets is really the priorities that God has given us in our lives. Okay, but the thing is, so ito gusto-gusto mo ngayon yung iPhone, gusto-gusto niya yung iPhone 6S Plus. Hanggang sa, he, uh, the person walked already, walked away, and then all the while, the whole day he was thinking about that phone until he went home and slept over it, pinanaginipan pa niya. <laughs> At alam niyo ba, when he woke up, this is what he said, I need to buy that phone. You see, the world is really like that. Invitation, desire, and then you will think that you need it so that you will be sufficient. I mean, you know, Sometimes, really, the world has, uh, just like what, what uh, Pastor Rain, the verse that Pastor Rain exhorted to us, the enemy comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. And you know what? I'll tell you something. The first thing that the enemy will, will steal from you is not your joy. It's not what you have in life. It's not your health. You know what he's going to first, the very first thing that he's going to steal from you? The Word of God. Because He knows if the truth is not in you, 
pagka nakasakit ka, ay, ayoko na, backslide na ako, ayoko na kay Lord, hindi niya ako pinapagalingin. Pagka nawalan ka ng pera, ay, ayoko na, gumuguho na ang mundo mo. Why? Because the Word of God, the promises of God, the faithfulness of God, the truth of the Lord is not in you. He will first take out the Word of God from your heart. And that's the reason why Paul was exhorting, hey, you be careful in everything that you do. You know, in this world, okay, we are in a generation that <laughs> when people want to add to something that they already have. Kabibili mo lang ng bag. Bibili ka na kagad ng bag. Kasi meron ka nakita dun sa ka-office mate mo na meron siya. Meron ka ng shoes, pero may bagong Lebron. Okay. Meron ka, pati, 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 pati phone mo, ang pinagkaiba lang, touch ID, gusto mo na kagad mag-update ng phone mo. And there's so many things, the world makes you feel insufficient. In fact, to the point, okay, that the world even came up with a motto that the only thing that is permanent in this world is change. Why? Although, yes, it is constant. The change is always there every time. But the thing is, the world makes you feel that it's, you're insufficient and you, he will try to offer you something. At pagka nakuha mo na yun, after having that iPhone, after having that career, after having that medical school, after having whatever that you have, then you still feel incomplete. And there you are again, you want to change again. And that's the reason why the change is constant. Because you don't feel sufficient in anything from this world. Are you with me? I mean, you see, if Christ is not who captivates you, okay, then probably your next thing is to lean on to idols. If you think idols are just those, uh, yung mga figurine or statues or the grave, uh, the, the images. Idols can be anything, anything that substitutes God as your ultimate joy, security, and hope, and meaning. Anything at all. It can be a relationship. It can be, yeah, a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It can be a career. It can be a trophy. It can even be your family. It can be achievements. It can even be suffering. Like you feel like, you know, if I'm suffering, I feel like I'm a martyr. Wow. It can be anything. Anything that substitutes God as your ultimate joy and hope and security and meaning in life is an idol. And you know what? If you will try to expel and uproot all of these idols, okay, but you did not replace and allow the gospel in your heart, another idol will take place. Kung kunyari, ito, you're having a relationship, kunyari may boyfriend ka, o kunyari may girlfriend ka, and then all of a sudden, buong, buong buhay mo, umiikot na lang doon sa relasyon na yun. And all of a sudden, it did not work out. So, tatanggalin mo ngayon yun. But you did not allow the gospel in your life. The next thing that you would do is try to find another relationship. 
we have to allow the gospel to come into our heart. Because all the time, our hearts are always captive, are being captive of something. Are you with me, guys? Okay. And that's the reason why Paul was exhorting the church of Colossae to continue living in Christ because what he has done is complete for all of us. But then again, the question is, why? And what is really stopping us from experiencing the sufficiency of Christ in our lives? Is it the belief that the world can suffice you and it's easier to get? Why? Because you don't have to be morally correct. You'll just have to hide it so that no one can see and it's easier to get. Or is it the idea that Christ is not actually sufficient and He is boring? I mean, church is boring. Praying, that's boring. I'm putting up the tension in here. Let's go to verse 9 and 10. Verse 9 and 10 says, For in Him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. And you have been filled in Him who is the head of all rule and authority. Okay, now Paul was talking here about the deity of Christ. Now, this is it. Actually, last week we, we spoke about this, the deity of Christ. The problem before the, uh, in the church of Colossae during that, uh, those times is that they have the idea that the, 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 the divine cannot be combined with the mortal. The divine cannot be combined with the perishable. The divine cannot be combined with the flesh. But that is actually what God did. When He combined the divine with the man. And God became man in Jesus Christ. And from that time on, when, when God became man in Jesus Christ, we have a tangible idea of who God is. And that's the reason why we say, the scripture says that He is the image of the invisible God. How extreme can that be? Image, invisible. Invisible, image. It is only possible when the Word, who is God, came down and dwelt among us. All right. In fact, last week you spoke about it, that Christ is the firstborn, the firstborn of all creation. It, it doesn't mean that he was the, the, the one who, who got born first. Okay, That means to say he's on top, he is superior, he is the supreme being among all creation. Okay, And also last week we, we said that he is the originator. Okay, Before all things he is. Everything before everything. He is the Alpha of all. He is the first. He is the originator of all. In fact, we also said that in Him, all things hold together. He is the sustainer of life. Can you say, in Him, all things hold together. Okay. That means to say, only in Him, all things hold together. So meaning to say, if you try to reorder your life, 
instead of Him, all things won't hold together. It becomes to be chaotic. It becomes to be a disorder. Because only in Him, all things hold together. In fact, kuminsan nga, nagiging, <laughs> nagiging parang lucky charm verse natin yung isang, uh, isang verse sa Romans uh, in, in chapter 28. Sabi, natin, sabi ng scripture is, uh, all things work together for good. Kaya kuminsan, pag sumabit ka ngayon, nasasabihin mo, okay lang yan. All things work together for good. Oh yes, He can restore whatever that you have done uh, 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 if you messed up. He can restore that. But you know what? Sometimes it gets messed up, not because all things were intended to be that way for good, but it's because you really messed up. In fact, all things work together for good for those who love God. That's the first thing. All things work together for good for all those who walk according to His purpose. Now, all things will work for good when you work according to His purpose, but yes, He's able to restore you if you mess up. That's His grace and mercy. Verse 11 and 14, and I'm reading from the Berean Study Bible. Okay, It says here, In Him, you were also circumcised in putting off your sinful nature with a circumcision performed by Christ and not by human hands. Okay, iba po ito. Ibang circumcision. Hindi po ito yung seven years old na nakapalda at naglalakad na nakasquat. Okay, iba po yun. Okay, it is Christ circumcising our hearts and putting off the sinful nature. Okay, we're going to talk about that in a little more. Meaning to say in verse 14, by canceling the record of debt. That stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. So meaning to say, Paul was talking about here that Christ put the place death or put death to our sinful nature and our death being canceled. Now, the circumcision performed by Christ and not by human hands refers to the regeneration of our nature that can only be done by God. And it's only possible by the three things. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Meaning to say, with Christ, He has forgiven our sins and canceled our debts. Because of what He did, our sins are forgiven, our debts. Cancel, but let's talk about it. Ano ba, ano ba ang debt? Ano ba ang utang? When you talk about debt, when you, when you uh, see this word in the Bible, it actually means debt is sin. Debt is sin. Sin is any decision that you make besides let other, letting other things besides God giving their ultimate meaning, meaning and significance. Anything, in short. Sin is anything outside the will of God. Okay, it may be a good intention, it may be a good decision pa nga. But the thing is, you did it not in the scope of surrendering to God and consulting the will of God. Therefore, you were doing a good thing outside the will of God. Now, since it was done outside the will of God, it is still sin. Because it's not according to you following the will of God. Are you with me? Kahit na maganda pa ang intention mo. Sabi nga nila eh, you can be sincere. You can be sincerely wrong. And the truth is this. 
all have sinned. Every one of us, man, has fallen short of the glory of God. Man has fallen short of the glory of God. And sometimes we try to do it in our own way. We, wow, I've sinned again. Okay, I'll try to do something good para mabalansin naman ng konte. Okay, nagkasala ako, so mapapagudsyat ako ng konte. We try to do with our righteous acts. We try to produce good works. But you know what? No matter what we do, no matter what good we do, we will we'll all still fall back and go and sin. Why? Because by nature, with our nature as human beings, man is sinful by nature, by default. So no matter what kind of righteous acts that we do, it could go to moot and void. So when we work hard, the question is this, are we? Are we working hard to gratify our egoistic performance? You know? I mean, I try to be good. I'll do good things. I'll, I'll water the plants. I'll be good to my masungit uh, employer. I'll be, you know, I'll be, I'll be uh, committing myself to ministries, attending five services. I'll do good things. And sometimes you feel that you're close to God. But the truth is, you are externally looking good and close to God. But internally, you are imploding. Because you don't have God in your heart. You see, sometimes we can get lost in the ministry. You do a lot of things and you feel that you are so close to God, but you are actually close to the ministry. You feel that you're close to God. And there's nothing wrong about serving, okay? I'm not talking about that. That's good. That's when I'm good. But if we get soaked up into serving, I'll tell you, if the enemy cannot get you, get you and get to you up front, the next thing that he will do is he's going to make you busy. All the while you think that you're close to him. Laging close ka na sa lahat ng ginagawa mo. Pero sa Lord, parang pag-uwi mo, empty ka pa rin. Yes, I'm talking to you, Christian. I'm talking to you, believers. Or, are we gratifying Christ's performance? That's why we work hard. And no matter what we do, no matter what good works that we do, in Isaiah, it says here, all righteous acts are filthy rags. Because it's not only the act, it's not only the behavior that Christ and, and God is after with you. He is after your heart. In fact, God knows. God knows that these, all of these things are beyond our measure. It is beyond our capability because mayat maya, nang sorry ka na, nagrepent ka na, mamaya konti gagawin mo na naman. So walang katapusan nito. Walang katapusan. You will always insufficient, uh, feel insufficient because you feel that you're always, you know, uh, putting God down because of your behavior. And God knows we can't make it and do it on our own. And that's the reason why He made a solution himself that god so loved you and me so much god so loved the world so much that he gave his only son the one who knew no sin became sin for us so that 
in Him we might become the righteousness of God. We are positionally righteous because of the righteousness of Christ. This is what you call the great exchange. Meaning to say, instead of us dying, He died the death that we should have died on. He lived the life that we should have been living. In our place, He did it all. You know what this is? This is the gospel. This is the gospel, the great exchange. And if you know, you know what? We may tend to think, no, sometimes <laughs> we may tend to think that the gospel is an agenda only to make bad people good. No, that is not the agenda of the gospel only. The gospel, okay, is Jesus making dead people alive in Him. Oh, come on, give God a praise. It's not only about your behavior. He wants your life to be new. It's God making dead people alive in Him. And you know, once you are alive in Christ, what follows? It only produces obedience. The behavior, the good acts, the good works only follows because of a compelled heart by the love of Christ that was displayed on the cross. You see, it's not about your love. It's about His love. I'll tell you something. The only time that you'll start to genuinely obey God is when you realize that the gospel is not about you obeying God, but Jesus Christ obeying for you. Even to the brink of death. It's not about our obedience. It's about His obedience to the Father. And so, with that, with that love that compels our hearts, results to our own response of obedience to a new life. You see, it, it's not from the outside changing coming in. No, it's the inside being compelled by God. And so, our behavior to the outside changes. In fact, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, If anyone be in Christ, he is a new... Amen. He is a new... The old has passed. Behold, the new has come. In fact, I have this story. No? There's this uh, seller of an old warehouse. Sobrang luma na ng warehouse yung property nila. In fact, sira na yung ceiling, sira na yung mga windows, sira na yung bintana, sira na yung cemento, ang daming sira. So ngayon naghahanap siya ng buyer. He was looking for a buyer. And finally, he found one. When he found a, a buyer, here he is. He was introducing the warehouse, his property. And upon showing the warehouse, that old rotten warehouse, eto mga sinabi niya. Alam niyo po, okay lang. If you buy this property, papalitan ko po yung mga bintana, pati yung siling paggagawa ko. Lalagyan ko po ng swimming pool dito sa loob ng ano, CR. Ah, ang dami niyang pinapangako. But you know what the, what the buyer said? No, you don't have to do anything. I just want the site. 
I will make all things new. Kapatid, God wants you and He will make all things new. Kapatid, hindi ka lang ni repair, hindi ka lang ni refurbish. He will make all things new. God restores. And I'm telling you this. God is not God because He can restore. He's above that. He's able to restore. And once He restores you, once He blesses you, once He fixes your finances, once He gives you all the blessing, I'll tell you, He is greater than those blessings. Oh, man. The blessings are not a bar- it's not the barometer of who and how God is be God. He is God by Himself. He is independent of the things that He does. He is God, period. Wow, this is the sufficiency in Christ. Sufficiency in Christ. Let's continue on with the text. Verse 6 and 7 says, Therefore, as you receive Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Meaning to say, sufficiency in Christ means walking in Him. Sufficiency in Christ results to a new life as you walk with Him. Not just starting to behave in a better way. Na, oh, sige, okay na, babait na ako, mas lalo kung uh, maaga na akong uuwi, hindi na ako mangungupit, hindi ko napapalitan yung, yung, ano, yung, yung Excel file accounting namin. Hindi na, hindi na ako, <laughs> hindi ko nagagawin lahat ito, hindi na ako mangungupia. It's not only about that, that is good. But you know what? That will only happen. You will, you will finally obey when you realize that it is His obedience that saved you. Once obedience starts, sometimes you can even serve without obeying. But you cannot obey without serving. Oh yes! You can do lots of things in life just to serve and, you know, uh, uh, make you look like you're serving, but you're not, uh, your heart is not actually obeying God. You just want to, you know, look good in the eyes of people. So he, or maybe it makes you feel good, but it has nothing about you doing it because of the worship that God deserves. I mean, you can serve without obeying, but once you obey God, if you are really obeying God, because of His obedience to the Father for you, then service, serving God will just be a byproduct of that. Sige, Panginoon, hindi na ako mangungupit, hindi para lang bumait, kundi ito ay ang aking pagpuri at pagsampa para sa iyo. Dahil sa iyong ginawang, ginawa para sa akin sa krus ng Kalbaryo. I mean, obedience is compelled because of the obedience of Christ to the Father. In fact, sufficiency in Christ means being rooted and built up, built in Him. 
you know, what, while you are being rooted and built in Him, sufficiency in Christ is a journey. Hindi, this is not a finish line. Okay? I mean, you know, uh, in fact, in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verse 18, it says, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror of the glory of the Lord, are being transformed in the same image from glory to glory. We are all a work in progress. And if we falter, we go back again and we can, we can rely on the grace and the mercy of God restoring us again. I remember a verse uh, from Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. It says, uh, I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on. Progressive, okay? Carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Completion, complete. You know, the difference between finished or finished and complete is this. Finished is done. Complete is sufficient. Sufficient. So, he will carry it on, okay? He will carry it on with his sufficiency, in our lives till the day of Christ Jesus. Are you with me? Oh, come on, give God a praise. Give God a praise because we are a work in progress and His grace is daily. His mercy is new every morning. You know what? The sufficiency in Christ means also us abounding in thanksgiving. Okay, before I say the middle part, when you say thanksgiving, when you see the word thanksgiving in the Bible, that means worship. And when you talk about worship, you're talking about you surrendering to God. And all the things that you will choose, decide, and desire of, it will be for the glory of God. Okay, and then <laughs> we surrender not because of the things or we do worship not because of the activities we we do ministry not because you know we want to be excellent or to be skillful it's not about the tool sufficiency in Christ is not compelled by the tool or by the avenue sufficiency in Christ is all about the goal and the goal is no other than Jesus if things or, or things that, that benefits us will be the goal, then I'm telling you, that is not surrendering. That is for your self-gain. <laughs> if heaven becomes our goal, then Jesus becomes to be a means to an end. Are you with me? Ano gusto mo? Gusto mo, gusto mo masave kasi ayaw mong pumunta sa impyerno? O gusto mo masave kasi gusto mo makasama ang ating Panginoong Heso Kristo na siyang nagmahal at nagbigay ng buhay niya para sa iyo sa Kalbaryo? Malaking pagkakaiba po. Although, yes, it, it goes together. But let's, let's not make Jesus as a means to an end. Sufficiency is not about the tool, but the goal with Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, in whatever form of worship that we do, 
in whatever form of surrender, yung pagsisilbi natin sa ministry, yung pag-obey natin sa parents natin, uh, we regard that as worship, yung pag-aaral natin, yung gusto natin magkaroon ng magandang pamumuhay, magandang karir, magandang kinabukasan, magandang, magandang pag-aaral. Okay? If all of these things are the main reason for us to worship, then that is not worship at all. I'll tell you, if Christ is not the main reason why you come to worship, that is not worship at all. Because when you say worship is all for Christ, nothing for you. Let me decrease and let Him increase all about Him alone. You know, on point, I want to say this. The sufficiency in Christ is His grace. It's the grace of God fetched by our obedience which is in turn being compelled because of the obedience of Christ to the Father Himself. And before I, before I, I land this thing, and before I end, I'd like to tell you a story, a true story. May, uh, apparently, you know this guy. Are you in tune with, uh, with, with the Olympics? Uh, yes, uh, come on, interact with me. Alam ko lahat tayo di pa nagdinner. Pero <laughs> are you in tune? Are 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 you coping up with the news with the Olympics? You know Michael Phelps. Sino siya? Siya yung the, the great baseball player, right? Uh, uh, ah, okay. Yeah, sepak takraw. I no, he's the swimmer, right? You know, way back in the London Olympics, that was three years ago, he already garnered. 22 golds. He was the most decorated Olympian in the history of swimming. He got so many credentials. Everybody admired him. In fact, some of them, even kids would idolize him. I want to be like him. (laughs) You know, with all of those things, he went into depression. With all of those trophies and goals, he went into depression. In fact, when he was in, a, uh, he he was caught. He was uh, he he got caught with DUI, uh, driving under influence. And then when he was placed in the rehabilitation, this was his testimony. With all the goals that I got, I don't know who I am outside the pool with all the goals that he had he doesn't know who he is outside the swimming pool and sometimes yeah I mean that's a big thing but truth be told sometimes we are like that with all our credentials, we still cannot find who we are. We don't even know why we are here on earth. Why? Because we feel insufficient. And it's only the sufficiency in Christ that would fill that void in our lives and in our hearts. I'd like to continue the story. When he was in the rehab, he had an encounter with Christ. And you know what? His testimony now 
when he met and when he had an encounter with Christ, this is what he said. Jesus turned me into believing there is a power greater than myself and there is a purpose for me on this planet and that is to glorify my God. And now he's back in Rio Olympics. As of this time, he has three goals, but now it's not because of all those goals but because he wants to glorify God. That is his purpose. Oh, what a great testimony. But it just really goes to show, nothing in this world can make us sufficient. Uh, no, it's not your fat ATM account. No, it's not the position that's placed there on the door of your office. No. It's not just graduating in a good school. All of these things are good. But sufficiency-wise can only be found in Christ. Not even blessings is the barometer. My main point here is this. With all of these things, the sufficiency in Christ is Christ Himself. Jesus plus nothing is everything. It is by being captivated by the gospel. It is being captivated by the beauty of His love for you and me. This is the sufficiency of Christ in our lives. The sufficiency of Christ is only being by being captivated by your love. Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. It all starts with your relationship with Christ. Being sufficient in Christ starts with a walk with Christ. Maybe a lot of times that you have been attending here, but you really don't have a relationship with Christ. And you may be wondering, everybody was just talking about this. Jesus has changed their lives. And you're so happy about it, but you yourself is not ex uh, really experiencing this. You know what? Kapatid, God has set this time and He wants you to encounter Him. He wants you to walk with Him. He wants to restore your life. He wants you to walk with Him. He wants you to have a relationship with Him. 